Hello and welcome to Pickleball Therapy, the podcast dedicated to your pickleball improvement. Hope you're having a great week. This week in the Riff, we're going to talk about the ebb and flow of improvement, how it's not a straight line and how you can suffer some setbacks, and that's perfectly normal as part of the process. But before that, I want to jump into prioritizing what's important for our improvement. We've been talking a little bit about winning and losing and framing that out. We also talked about marginal advantages before, but I think there's been some confusion out there about what it means to prioritize when you're trying to improve as a pickleball player. So we're going to get into that in a minute. Stay tuned for the podcast. The dates for the 2022 Pickleball Summit are set. June 26th, 27th, 28th, and 29th will be the largest gathering of pickleball professionals anywhere in the world. You'll get to hear from some of the best minds in pickleball, help you develop the perfect pickleball game. There is no cost to view the presentations during the summit days, but you do need a ticket. Registration for the summit will be opening soon. Be on the lookout in your social media feeds as well as in your email inbox to find out when registration opens up to make sure you don't miss out on the 2022 Pickleball Summit. Hope to see you there. I got a comment recently from uh, one of our listeners and uh, you know someone who follows us and, and I've, I've interacted with Dale for quite a while and comments and things like that. He's a a uh, thoughtful player. I've never met him, but he's he's certainly a thoughtful player in the sense that he dedicates some time and energy at thinking about the game, and also in 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 uh, sharing his his thinking about the game. So I always appreciate that. But Dale reached out to me about a comment I had made. It might have been in a in a pickleball therapy live about uh, or a blog post about backhand roll volley, and it sounded to Dale like I was. Uh, basically talking down the backhand roll volley or the, you know, what kind of shot it is. So I wanted to take this opportunity to talk about that and give you how the framing of how I view, how I view our improvement as pickleball players, right? Yours and mine. So let's talk about the backhand roll volley. Uh, That's a shot that Ben Johns has mastered and it's one of uh, his weapons that he plays with. Ben Johns, if you don't know who he is, is, uh, the the best male player in the game right now, and anyway, so the backhand roll volley. Think of it as a it's an it's an offensive shot. It's an attacking shot, and what you're doing is you're taking your backhand and you're pushing away and up a little bit to to create some topspin, and it can be an effective attack shot. I try and use it when I play. So the issue isn't is the backhand roll volley in and of itself a good shot. It is a fantastic shot. It's a fine shot. What we try, what what gets us concerned about it, or what gets us saying don't worry about that yet, is that the backhand roll volley is a shot that you might hit, say in a in an entire day of playing. Say you play six or eight games in a day, you might have an opportunity to hit a a decent backhand roll volley, call it ten times, maybe ten times, maybe less, but let's say ten times, um, maybe even twelve. Okay, so that's how many times you're going to have an opportunity to hit that shot. Now, when you compare that to how many times are you going to hit a return of serve during those uh, games that you're playing, how many times are you going to hit serves, how many times are you going to hit traditional just punch volleys, just regular, you know, no no frills punch volleys, how many times are you going to dink, how many times are you going to hit a third shot drop? Uh, You know, so when you start looking at all those other shots that you need in order to be a well-rounded pickleball player, what we suggest to you is not that the backhand roll volley in and of itself is a bad shot. Again, it's a fine shot, and it's a shot that one day you can aspire to learn. What we suggest to you is that it may, it for most players, it is not a top priority. It's not a high priority right now. 
based on where you are in the game. Again, not everybody. This is not, you know, there's no one size fits all in pickleball. There's no one size fits all in life, right? So what we suggest to you is that you be objective about where you are in the game, about what makes sense for you to be working on right now. If it's the backhand roll volley, because you've mastered, you know, the punch volleys and, the, and you know, resets, the, the block volley, transition zone, a lot of other things. And now you want to add a, a backhand roll volley to your game. More power to you. Um, and frankly, it's the same thing with Ernie's. I see way too many players out there um, jumping around, you know, some are 4-0, some are 3-5, some are 4-5. And they're jumping around trying to hit these Ernie's and not getting any real benefit from them. But they're doing it over and over and over again. And there's other aspects of the game. And maybe they're at a level where they can start talking about angle coverage or they can start looking at understanding better, you know, the spots for your dinks and how to get out of trouble and how to um, aggressively dink or how to create stress with dinks. I, I will tell you this, an NVZ lob, a non-volley zone lob, so that's a lob that's hit from the non-volley zone when you're dinking, is way more valuable than the Ernie. And frankly, I'm going to make the argument is probably more impactful to most players' games than a backhand roll volley. There are players who play senior pro, solid senior pro pickleball, who make their money off of their NVZ lobs. And it's a shot that is much more um, uh, achievable. It's much more accessible, I should say, for a lot of players to learn that than it is to learn a backhand roll volley. Again, you want to learn a backhand roll volley, you want to learn an Ernie, it makes you happy, that's fine. No one's going to, no one's going to, I'm not going to criticize you. You do what you got to do. You can do what makes you happy. But if you ask me as an instructor, as a pickleball professional, right, as a coach, you say, you know, I'm thinking of adding an Ernie or a backhand roll volley. I'm probably going to say, well, let's talk about it and let's see if there's other things that are going to give you greater benefit while you're playing. Shots that you might hit, you know, in a, in a session, you might hit, you know, 70 times, 80 times, 100 times, as opposed to a shot that you might use you know, 10 times or you know, probably not even that many, but you, you know, you're going to use it so many times and, or a, a technique like the Ernie that, you know, I, again, at, at most levels of play, it is simply, um, it's just a fantasy shot. Uh, you know, if, if your name is Deckel Bar and Deckel, if you're listening, uh, I hope you're doing well, but you know, if your name's Deckel Bar, fine. You know, if your name is, uh, uh, Anna Bright, Georgia Johnson. I don't even think they earn you that much. But, you know, if you're young and athletic and you want to jump around, again, listen, knock yourself out, have fun. But if you're trying to play the best pickleball game that you can play, I would say that I'm going to get, I'm going to just throw out a number here. I'm going to, I'm going to be controversial for a second. I would say that 95% of the players who are trying to use Ernie's in their game should simply stop, should simply take the Ernie, put it on a shelf, leave it there. If it, they need it one day, okay, they can take it down. But most players who use the Ernie's don't do it well. I'll give you another example. A good Ernie player, um, he's a senior pro player, Eric Gagnon. Um, amazing Ernie's. Amazing Ernie's. Because he knows how to read. He knows how to do the Ernie properly, right? He's reading the ball. Um, when he reads the situation, he jumps the line and then smashes it. Um, most other senior pro players who use the, not most, but there's many senior pro players who try and use the Ernie. doesn't work out well. Even pro players who use the Ernie, a lot of them, it doesn't work out well for them. Rec players, forget the Ernie. Anyway, but the point is, is I, I didn't mean to go too far off on the Ernie tangent, but the point is prioritizing, right? It's determining what it is that makes sense. Because if you're spending time on the Ernie, 
then you're not spending time on something else. There's a match that, that we've broken down in our academy and our classes, right? And if you're interested in that, please join us at wearepickleball.com. Make sure you're on the mail list because the academy is going to be opening in a couple months and it's we're going to have some online course. It's going to be super exciting. But the, um, the we did a breakdown of a match. Good players, 4.0 pickleball. It's a, a gold medal match. One of the players w- would try to do Ernie's, but that player was not comfortable with a just a regular punch volley off of a ball that was a little bit underneath the net. So if the ball, as soon as the ball kind of started to dip, that player would step back, and and it's pretty clear to see. I would I was going to say I would make the argument, but I think it's clearer than that. It's pretty clear to see when you watch this match that the team that lost that match lost it because of one thing, which was giving up the MBZ line on third shot drops, basically stepping off the line over and over again. But that player was trying to do an Ernie, right? And was using Ernie's. So if that player was using Ernie's, that means that that player had practiced those Ernie's beforehand. That had robbed that player of time to work on this other shot, a shot that probably would have made a difference in the game. And the Ernie's absolutely did not. Uh, there was uh, a few of them, and I, I think she might have won one one shot off the Ernie maybe, and it was kind of a weird kind of, it kind of came off her paddle weird. Um, the rest of the time, just out of possession and things like that. So again, not trying to pick on her, not trying to pick on players who want to do Ernie's and backhand rolls. You do, you do you. You do what makes you happy. I want you to be happy, right, as a pickleball player. But again, if you're listening to this and your interest is, I want to become the best player that I can be, consider prioritizing what makes sense and leaving these other shots that are less frequent and less impactful to the overall uh, flow of a game on the shelf until you're ready for them. All right, in the riff, we're going to talk about the ebb and flow of improvement. I think it's a it's an overlooked uh, topic. People uh, they improve and then they they slide a little bit and then they get frustrated and that can be a downward spiral. So we're going to talk about it in the riff. So stay tuned for the riff. The most complete pickleball resource available anywhere is the pickleball system. Access to an unparalleled library of pickleball information as well as your success path. You can find out more at thepickleballsystem.com. I'll link to it below. All right, let's talk about the ebb and flow of improvement. What we're talking about here is we're talking about, you know, you we want to improve as pickleball players. We're working on our game, and we start at at a point on a, on a path, right, or on a chart. So we start at a point, and we want to move from there, and we want to advance. We want to get better. What happens is we will get better, right? If we're working at it and, and working at the game and, and learning the shots and work drilling a little bit and you know things like that, studying the game, you'll improve. But what will happen is you'll reach a certain level of improvement and then you'll feel a little bit of a backslide, right? All of a sudden you'll say, wait a minute, hmm, I was improving, but now I'm not improving at the same rate or I've, I've, I feel like I'm playing worse than I did before. Um, recently I played with a, with a friend, uh, she's an excellent player. Uh, she had been making great strides in her game and she, uh, after the game that we played, she said, I feel like I'm playing worse than I was before. Now she was definitely playing better than when she first started playing because I had played with her both times, but she was referencing to a period in the middle where she thought she was playing better and that can happen, right? Because maybe, um, lost focus a little bit on on the things that were working and uh, and so started doing some of the old things that maybe weren't as effective. And so that is perfectly normal in any improvement in life and this pickleball is no different where you're going to have, uh, you know, you're going to take two steps forward and maybe 
a, a step back or maybe two steps back, right? And then you're going to take two steps forward and then maybe one step back and then three steps forward and a step back and things like that, right? So you have to expect that when you're working on your game that you're going to have some uh, non-linear movement or some setback, some, some regression in your game from time to time. The key is to maybe reset yourself a little bit and understand, uh, but first of all, understanding that's going to help you, right? Because it'll avoid some frustration. But when it happens, which it invariably will, is to really refocus. And if, I think if you go back to the fundamentals, right? If you refocus on the fundamentals of this game, you can get yourself out of a lot of weird places in your improvement and in games if you just say to yourself okay what is it i'm trying to accomplish when i'm here what is it i'm trying to accomplish over there uh what are my objectives when i'm playing pickleball in terms of you know like strategic objectives and if you need help with that uh, i cannot recommend the pickleball system enough to you uh, we have um the, our, our our class that has been in it for a few um i want to say about two months now maybe a little longer they are seeing great improvements in their game and importantly to us in their understanding of pickleball that's the key is you want to understand things uh, rather than trying to find like a cure-all or like a you know a magical salve or something like that the really what's important is if you can if you can understand it deeper and deeper you're going to see it differently and that'll help you to make leaps and bounds improvements uh, cg and i use this term that you know it's in the bones and that's really what it is for me now pickleball is in my bones i mean i can watch a match and and dissect it pretty quickly because it's i've spent the time studying the game and and playing and working on my game now i don't expect you to spend as much time as cj and i do analyzing pickleball that's this is our this is what we do right but if you just spend a little bit more time just a little bit more time um studying the game maybe uh, you know instead of playing one of the days spend those two or three hours uh, spend an hour of it doing cardio and working out your body stretching balance right do do that and then spend maybe an hour and a half to two hours on study and or the mental part of the game you'll just see great improvements in your game much greater than you'll get from the additional two to three hours of play that day so um but remember that you're going to have some setbacks some ebb and flow in your improvement that's perfectly perfectly natural all right, hope you enjoyed the podcast this week. It's always a pleasure to bring these to you. If you enjoyed the podcast, please share it with your friends. Remember, if you enjoyed the podcast, they probably will too. Uh, our objective is to reach as many players as we can. And uh, I feel like, uh, you know, we, we put out content that can help some pickleball players. And so if you know anybody who this would help, please share it with them. Uh, if you have on social media, that, that helps out as well. If you post this in Facebook or Instagram or wherever you're, uh, wherever you're at. So uh, have a great week this week. We'll see you next week with another episode of Pickleball Therapy. Have a good one.